Hi there, and welcome to the Kingdom Sexuality Podcast. We're Paris and Alana, friends who have a heart for intimacy and long to uncover God's truth and design for sexual freedom within marriage. Welcome here. Welcome here, Kingdom Sexuality family. Thank you for tuning in and listening to another episode that we have. And today I have Karen with me. And Karen is an author of a book. So Karen, why don't, like, I don't really want to introduce you. I'd love for you to just introduce yourself. Tell us a bit about yourself and your family, where you live, that kind of jazz. Who are you? Yeah. You got it. Hey, everybody. Karen Freeland. I am what I call a recovered corporate workaholic, and I am now a life coach and author. Um, I had a bit of a midlife crisis, which was pretty fun, uh, right around the age 39. And so that was like two, almost three years ago now. And I decided that I'd had enough of chasing paychecks and, um, you know, fancy titles and that I wanted to do something with a bigger purpose. And so I wrote a book called The Ins and Outs of My Vagina, a Penetrating Memoir. So that's been really fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the title is very shocking to a lot of people (laughs) or either like, it's like a love hate thing. You know, you either love the title or you're like, what on earth is this book about? I don't want I think it's to even so know. Good. It's so catchy and like, and like witty. <laughs> I love that Thank about you. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, some people were like, I don't know about the double entendre and like, you know, the, the penetrating memoir. And I was like, nope, we're keeping it. I'm like, yeah. just keep your opinions to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. No, that's so good. So, so you were in the corporate world. Yep. What, what drove you to switch and like, write a book like how did that all come about oh so yeah wouldn't it be brilliant if I was like well I just always knew I wanted to be an author or something but (laughs) that is not the case um we actually had two deaths in the family Mm. um one at the end of 2018 and one at the beginning of 2019 and it totally spurred this midlife crisis this moment where I was like oh my gosh my time here on earth is not finite. It's finite. You know, like it's not infinite. What am I doing? Am I really happy? Am I really living my best life and what God's purpose for me is? And I just had this moment where I was like, there is no way that God put me on this earth to make PowerPoint presentations all day long (laughs) to justify my existence to someone else. Like Mm. that's not even possible. Yeah. And so I realized there has to be something bigger, but what, what could it be? And so someone had recommended watching the secret, which is kind of all about like the law of attraction. And if you think it and put it out there, then then good things will happen. Okay. And while I'm watching this video, Jack Canfield, who is the author for chicken soup for the soul was on there. Yeah, of course. Right. You've heard of those books. Yeah. And he's talking about how the, the way you get a book written is action. Like you just sit down and you start writing. And all of a sudden it was like this light bulb. Like I felt like I, I actually felt like almost like a jolt in my body. Like, Mm. like, I don't know, God was shaking me or something. Yeah. And it was like my book, my memoir. I actually started writing the ins and outs of my vagina back in 2009 while I was on maternity leave with my first son. Wow. But I forgot about it. Cause life got in the way 
And all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, that's sitting on my laptop. That's it. That's my ticket out of corporate. I have to write this book. And I started writing it and writing it. And I shared it with a couple of people, like a few chapters. And they were like, whoa, like this is actually really good stuff. Like I needed an editor, you know, and they were kind of like, there's some tense, like, you know, you're using different tenses in the same chapter. Like there were things that needed to be cleaned up, but they're like the stories overall are just epic. Like you have to tell the story. And so I decided to hire an editor and it was just like one thing went from there and it took about two years all said and done to actually get the book onto shelves. Man, that is so fantastic. And such a great, like, I don't know. I feel like even like anybody, you look at your, like a great reminder to look at your life and see where you are, right? And be like, hmm, is this God's best for me? Or what, right. what is it in me that, you know, maybe you've always had a passion for something, right? But you just haven't taken that step um, to pursue it. Because there's so many reasons yeah. not to in life, right? There's You could you could have had a million excuses, right? Oh, so no, oh, I yeah. love that. So and good. trust me, there were days that I was like, I don't know, like, do I really want to share this much personal information about myself? Because it literally is the journey from the day one, like five years old, sitting on a toilet, realizing, oh, what is this between my legs? I have a vagina, right? All the way through, like being 40 and trying to figure out like, how do I have orgasms again? What's wrong with me? Am I broken? Like what? what is my secret sex formula with my husband? Like, and it's, it's everything in between puberty, losing my virginity. It's like literally, um, my vagina is a character in the book. Her name is V. (laughs) (laughs) So she has like dialogue with me. And like, sometimes she's trying to sabotage my life. And other times she's like really supportive and like a BFF. Um, and so so there's, Oh, it's so much fun. It is such a fun read and it's an easy read because it's yeah. little vignettes, little, you know, collections of stories. So I think the longest chapter is maybe like 10 pages, but everything else is, you know, maybe four pages, six pages. So very right. quick read. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, so good. So you mentioned your husband, how does he feel about your book or when you like came to bring it up and you're like, Hey, I think I need to do this. I got to continue my memoir. Was he like, do it? Or was he hesitant? Like, it was a bit of a roller coaster. So the actual person who gave me the idea to write the book was my husband. So oh, there you go. Whenever, whenever he like says anything, I'm like, remember, buddy, this was your idea in the first place. Yeah. But no, it was um, and you've had children. So yes. maybe you remember, and I don't know if your gynecologist ever told you this, but when I went to my like seven month checkup with my first son, the doctor was like, well, you know, we need to prepare your body for birth. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got that. I'm in a Lamaze class. I'm ready for birth. And she was like, no, you need to actually put olive oil and do this parent perennial massage or something where you like massage the vulva so that the skin can stretch. Okay. And I was like, okay, that's a terrible idea, but thanks for sharing. I'm never doing that. Right. Like I'm not sitting here with olive oil and like spreading it on my vagina. Like, no, I'm not doing this. But of course V being V she talked me into it one Friday night when my husband wasn't home and it's a disaster. I mean, olive oil is everywhere all over the bathroom. I can't get my fingers in the right position. Like nothing is working. And 
my husband comes home from work and he's like, Karen, why is there olive oil in the bathroom? Like what happened? So I tried to explain to him like what I was doing. And he just looked at me with like the most serious face. He's like, you know what you should do? And I'm like, what, what advice does this guy have for me? Like lay it on me, babe. What? He's like, you should write a book and call it. I don't know my vagina because it's clear. You have no idea how this thing works. And that was it. That was how the book was born. Wow. So initially he was pretty supportive. And then when I started sharing some of the chapters with him, we had some not so supportive moments Yeah. Um, because some of the chapters weren't always about him. And so that right. was a bit of a challenge, some mm-hmm. of those chapters. Um, and then even so he was like, Karen, why do you feel you need to tell people this again? You know, do yeah. your parents are going to read this or which thankfully they really haven't, but you know, um, you know, <laughs> yes. relatives, my mom might read it. He was thinking, you know, like, I, I really don't want people to know all of this about mm-hmm. us. Um, but the driving force for me for why I actually went through with publishing it and sharing it was because so much of my life, I felt weird, like a freak. Like I was broken. Like my body was the only body doing whatever it was doing. Mm -hmm. And I thought if this helps one woman, one woman, it's totally worth telling my story. Absolutely. Yeah. And I've had so many come back and be like, oh my gosh, I was like laughing out loud the whole time. I was nodding my head. I just felt like, yes, yes, yes. This has all happened to me or some form of that, you know, or they knew somebody or could relate to the stories. So I just felt like, okay, oh, such a relief to hear other people say that they loved it. Totally. And it's so true. I feel like so many women go through that. Like I remember going through that myself, right? You get married and you all of a sudden are like, wait, why isn't this happening like I thought it would? Why is it like more difficult to like get myself turned on kind of thing than it was before? Like somehow things are different, even though this is okay now, but I have a hard time getting there. Like it was just, it's so interesting how your, your body, you really do feel often alone and like wondering why your body just failed you because it's not doing the things it's supposed to do. I thought orgasms were supposed to just happen like a flash. Like that was everyone right. does it. <laughs> Why right. isn't it happening to me? Right. Like you think those things. So, well, so and totally- it doesn't help that every single movie out there, you know, yeah. shows the woman always getting off and like screaming yeah. her head off and like, you know, yeah. convulsing all about while she's on top <laughs> or something. And it's like, that's not how it looks. That's not actually how it goes down in no. reality, at least not for me. So, no, you know, no. when you see all these things and you think, well, that it's got to be me because this is how, how it works for everybody else. What's wrong with me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I've actually gotten a lot of feedback on the early puberty stages, um, okay. like getting your first period. And yeah. it's kind of like women get to go on, relive their own stories while they're reading mine. Right. So I, I everyone texts me or emails me like period stories. Like I... <laughs> Oh my gosh, I lo- I got my period at a football game with a friend's family and like <laughs> they told me just to go to the bathroom and stick toilet paper in there and like <laughs> the craziest <laughs> stories. So, it's been really fun to yeah. to hear that. No, I love that. Okay. So, you're thinking about your book. So, I know you've mentioned before you talked about body image things within your book. Um yeah. and that was something maybe that was a struggle for you. So how did you work to overcome that? And 
like, do you talk about that? You talk about that in the book, you said, right? So it's interesting. The way it comes through in the book was not intentional. I didn't Mm -hmm. actually mean to write about body image issues. Right. But I got to the end of the book and I was like, you know, you, cause you write one chapter at a time as you're going along with your editor. And then it came time to do the full read through. And I started reading it and there were these like sentences and things that would just slap me in the face. And I'd go, I have a lot of body issues. I don't Mm. think I even realized how many comments I make about my body or my weight or my size or, you know, anything um, throughout the whole book. And so it, for me, it was just very, it just kind of caught me off guard because I thought, oh, I didn't realize I had this many issues with body image. Mm -hmm. And I think so much of it is just conditioned, right? From very early ages. Um, I was a dancer, so I was a ballerina. And so, you know, you got to be a certain size and a certain look and a certain feel to be a ballerina, at least where I studied. Um, You know, there, I was a cheerleader. So obviously you want to look cute in that little uniform. Um, You know, God bless my mom. I love her to death, but there were comments, you know, when I was younger, like, Hey, are you gonna leave the house without blush? Or like, Oh, we should curl your hair before you leave. And it was like, Oh, okay. Mm. Well, obviously then there's a certain standard, right. Mm. Or certainly I need to look. Um, so I think all of those things culminated, um, into me constantly being conscious of how I look and how I present myself. And it's been a journey, right? Mm -hmm. I I don't, I don't even know that I'm completely over my, my body image issues. And one of the hardest things for me, which I write about in the book, um, was I had a, a labia tear during after like during the birth and the stitches never took so yeah so I'm damaged I'm a damn I'm a cracked clam as I like to joke (laughs) for the rest of my life (laughs) oh no now it's funny but honestly at the time it literally felt like my whole womanhood was just being like stripped away from me and I was again broken right now here's the new problem that I have with my body yeah and I was so self-conscious about it I didn't want my husband to see it I didn't want him to go near it like I didn't want him to look at my body um and so that for me was a huge struggle yeah and there's no fixing that unless I go spend thousands of dollars to have reconstructive surgery right and believe me I've, I've researched it I thought about it, right? Like that's how much it was bothering me. But I just, at some point, you know, you have to kind of let go of that external thing that everyone sees and go, but there's something so much deeper inside. Yes. And I will just give you one bit of scripture because it's, this was actually, um, I got this awesome prayer journal. Um, you can see it, but your readers can't, but it's just like a prayer journal for women. And each week you like pick a different verse that you want to learn and focus on. So I thought this was so perfect for this week. Um, it's one Peter chapter three verses three through four. And it says, your beauty should not come from outward adornment, such as elaborate hairstyles and the wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes. Rather, it should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty. I love that. Unfading Mm. beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of the great worth in God's sight. So it does not matter what my body has got going on. 
right? It is about something so much bigger. But Karen, I really appreciate that you're even bringing these these things, these issues, these these things that you've been going through with V. <laughs> like you're actually like you're bringing it forward and like bringing it to the world because I feel like so many of us go through it with these lingering, you know, questions and you feel alone and you wonder if your story is the only one. And I just, I love that you're bringing yours and being like, hey, this is, <laughs> this is how it went for me. Yeah. And that's really beautiful. Um, and, and brave. Like, I'm sure it's not an easy thing to, to bring that to the world. And so I just, I really appreciate it. Um, and so I know in the book, there is a chapter called Bye Bye Virginity, where you share the story of the first time you had sex. So how has um, losing your virginity before you were married, how has that impacted your marriage? Sure. So that's a, that's a big question actually. And I think yeah. it's probably impacted it in ways that I don't even know, like that aren't even really tangible for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't necessarily point to something and go, well, I think this is because, you know, I had sex before marriage. Um, but what I will say is, you know, as I was writing the book, of course, it was difficult for my husband. And we sort of revisited moments from early in our, our relationship. Um, there was a moment when we were dating, but we really hadn't said like, hey, we're exclusive. Like, it's just us. Right. Um, and I drank a lot in um, college. And so I don't recommend that. I hope a lot of people will read my book and go, well, this is what to not to do. <laughs> right. Um, and I drank too much. And I brought this like football player back to my dorm. We actually did. We did not have sex, but he fell asleep in my bed. And so that was one of the stories that I share because my now husband had walked in on us and he saw us sleeping in the dorm room right. together and then ran out. Well, as oh, any no. good husband would do, you block that stuff out of your mind and you forget it right. until your wife writes a book about it and it comes right back. So all of a sudden he was really angry and he was frustrated. He's like, I forgot about this. He's like, I never should have taken you back. And I was like, Whoa, buddy, like, <laughs> Wow. What are you saying? Yeah. And I think he was just, he'd forgotten about it. And he was mm -hmm. just like, he was reliving the moment yeah. reading that chapter. And so it was very shortly after that, that he said, you know what? I don't think I want to read any more of your book. Thanks for sharing. I'm proud of you. Good luck. <laughs> I don't want to read it. Yeah. Um. So, you know, that that's been a challenge, Yeah. but I think there is, and this is so, I'm going to be so honest right now. Mm -hmm. Um, there is a part of me sometimes that goes, Oh geez, I wish I'd slept with like way more people. Like, I wish I'd like gone out and like just experienced more. Right. And in the very same breath and thought I go, I wish he was the only one I'd ever right. experienced. I wish it was only him and me ever. Mm -hmm. And I, it's, I'm sharing this with you because it is such a human nature to want what we can't have or what we right. think is better. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't know. There was this show out years ago called lipstick jungle. It was set in New York city. It was kind of like a take on like sex in the city in a way. Okay. 
um, Brooke Shields was in it and like these other two women and they were like the three of those women were like the main characters and like the one girl like meets like this guy like half her age and they're having like wild crazy sex all the time and then there's like this other character who's dating a guy that has his own helicopter and he like flies her all over the place right and I'm going like what why don't I I could use a little bit of helicopter and six-pack young boy like (laughs) how do I some of that right yeah so we see these things and we think like if I had that, I'd be really happy or right. I bet it like glamorizes it. <sighs> totally. Yeah. And so we don't realize though, sometimes that that's what's happening. Right. But it's, yeah. it just like plants the seed in your brain that what you have right in front of you, the, the God given love that is right in your own home, isn't enough. Hmm. Right. And so we have now in our relationship, just gotten very conscious about saying like, you know, we need a break from the kids or we need time to ourselves, or we need to just put the phones down mm-hmm. and be present and, and appreciate what is right in front of us yeah. instead of thinking about like what else could possibly be right. Like, totally. I don't know. There's just such a draw sometimes. Oh yeah. And it's- it can come in different ways. Like it can be like even reading books, right? You read mm-hmm. like those romantic novels and you're just like, you're, you just like imagine yourself in the book, right? Like with this hero, whatever, like, it, right. It, right? There's so many different things where, yeah. And it's a dangerous, a dangerous game to play. Yeah. To do that. But yeah, I can see how it's easy enough to do, but. Yeah. And be, I think because, um, I was with other people before him, you know, there's always this, and I, I don't compare him, but it's, you know, it early on in the relationship, of course, you know, I was like, hmm, I wonder like, why doesn't he do this? Or, oh, he does this. Nobody else did that. Oh, that's exciting. You know? Yeah. So there's this kind of like pitting people against each other almost. Yeah. And that can be really toxic, right? Because it doesn't actually matter what's happened in the past because it's the past and that's done it's over with right that's not going to be again yeah but if we allow ourselves to kind of live in that or oh what could have been or you know all those things that can really be toxic I mean as you hear about people all the time getting on Facebook and like rekindling with like an old love from high school or something and yeah what people don't realize is like uh, those old flings or the whatever they were like that you still, if you, if you marry that person, it's going to be the same thing with that person. It's, you still got to do the dishes. You still got to pay your bills. You still got to go to work, right? There's all these things. And it's like, if we yeah. just put down the phone and the like distractions and we focus on what was right in front of us, yeah. we'd have a better, stronger relationship just in doing that little action. Totally. So putting all yourself out there, where, how did you get, get that, like, umph, like that, that, that confidence to actually put pen to paper? Like, was it just that you knew that other women needed this? Was it more like you were going to write it for yourself and then, and just have it? Or was it, was it the plan to just like, I don't know, like what was, what gave you that, like that confidence to, to, to go forward with that? Yeah. And I don't, I don't think at first I had the confidence. I don't think at first, I even knew that I was definitely going to publish it. I was just like, I want to write this book and prove to myself that I can follow through 
on an action and on a dream. And I think it was really the moment where I actually shared it with my cousin, who's like in his fifties and a male. And he sent me a message the next day and said, I stayed up all night and read this on my phone. Like he didn't have a laptop. He literally sat there on his phone. He's like, I read the whole thing. He's like, I laughed. I cried. He said, you're going to be on Oprah someday. (laughs) It was so sweet. But I thought, wow. And he's someone who um, is extremely funny. So for him to find humor in my writing, I was like, oh my gosh, then this has to be good. And so that gave me a lot of confidence. And then I think once I had the editor and it really started to just shape up into a fantastic book and with the addition of the character V and like actually turning her into um, a character, I think that definitely made me feel like, okay, I have a great product, right? This is a very highly produced book, even though it's self-published, um, I spared no expense. So it doesn't read like a lot of when you think self-published, you know, like it's been edited. I hired a professional copywriter, um, a professional cover designer, like all of that stuff to make, cause I wanted it to be good. I thought this book, it has the potential to go in a very wrong direction. Yeah. And I wanted to maintain some control over the story. Um, But I just feel like there, and this is why I was so excited to be on this podcast, because I just felt like there have got to be other women like me who are Christian and want to have a really amazing sex life. They have to be out there. Like I'm not a unicorn. Right. There's no way I'm the only one. I'm the special Christian who wants to have a great tech life. I'm like, I know there's more of us out there, but I didn't know where they were. And someone told me about your podcast and I was like, oh, in your feed on Instagram. And I was like, oh, this is my people. Like, this is where I want to be. Um, because I do want to be able to talk about my faith. I don't want to feel like I have to hide that stuff. And I, I just don't think that God, you know, this is maybe where I get my confidence from a little bit. Like, I can't imagine that God would give us something that has the potential to be so beautiful and so amazing and so um, bring two souls together in a way that is so beautiful and this union. I can't imagine he wouldn't want us to enjoy that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I hope I'm not wrong. (laughs) No, you are so not wrong. And I think, you know, you think of your body and it's, it's all its functions and like, yeah, you were designed for pleasure, right? Like, yes, I think someone told me, and I I think it's the, the, the clitoris is like literally the only part of the body that it's sole purpose is for pleasure. Like it literally serves no other function. So why would we have this pleasure button? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Although don't, don't hit it like a button, but anyway, (laughs) do not. Do not. That will not work. Not an elevator. (laughs) Oh my goodness. No. But yeah, it's so true. Why would God have put that on our bodies if he didn't want us to have those toe curling, you know, moments? Right. Yeah. And, and what a gift. I think it's so easy to, um, you know, you kind of like downplay sex and, you know, you make it, it's just like this normal, quiet thing you do and you don't really talk about it with your friends or you don't really bring it up because it's a really personal thing, which is true. It's extremely personal, extremely vulnerable to talk about those things. But at the same time, to be able to talk with close friends or, you know, you have a book or you have a podcast, you're talking about things in a safe space with safe people. 
Yeah. But it brings so much more life into it. And you're talking and you're like questions and things like that. Like that's for me, I remember talking with friends and they were talking about, oh yeah, like I've been trying to like have multiple orgasms, things like that. And at that point in time, I hadn't ever had an orgasm. I was like, oh my goodness, there is so much I could be aspiring to. Why am I not? And you just kind of, you don't know because you don't know. Right. Yeah. We have to talk about it because it feels so isolating um, to feel like you're the only one. And then, and I was listening to one of your earlier podcasts, um, uh, one of the ones on the pornography um, episodes, mm-hmm. and I think it was, her name was Joy. Mm-hmm. And she, she was yes. talking about how, where someone was saying, it might even have been Paris, I don't know, was saying like that when you are isolated, right? That's when the enemy strikes because you're so vulnerable and you feel so alone. So, I mean, anytime we can bring these issues out into the light so that we can all go, Oh, okay. It's not just me. Someone else is going through this and maybe they know the secret, right? Or maybe they have some tips to help me, you know, achieve orgasm or, you know, deal with this miscarriage or with whatever the, the thing is that's going on for them. Yeah. No, it's so that true. gave me my confidence because I was like, I'm going to help other people. It's so true. It's so good. And then one of those things, like even thinking about like for Paris and I, I mean, I don't even know if like if I'm thinking about the podcast and if, you know, if there was confidence involved in that. And it was almost like it was a timid thing that we were just like, okay, God, like we both have this passion. How can we steward this well and talk about it? in a way that will bring freedom and enhance marriages and mm-hmm. increase, you know, sex lives to be incredible things. Like it's such, yeah, it's such a great thing that when you're actually walking in something that is a passion of yours, you just have a natural confidence. Like it just right. comes because yep. there's just something in your heart that you know without a doubt, like, okay, I, I could talk about this all night long, right? Like there's, there's always a thing that people have. And I love hearing what it is like in people, like what is like, what's your thing? Like, what's your passion? What drives you? Right. Love that. So that's so good. Um, So thank you so much, Karen. This has been fantastic. I love, I love listening to you. I feel like I could just listen to you tell stories all day. It's, it's so great. You should do an audio book version of your book. So I I know I need to (laughs) do that. Everyone has been telling me to do that. And I want to just tell your readers or your listeners one other thing for those that um, decide to purchase a copy of the book, which is available on Amazon or barnesandnoble.com. Actually, a portion of the proceeds is going to go to a company called Alliance for Period Supplies. Um, So they are, it's mostly based in the US, but they have 125 chapters and they are helping women who are low income and can't afford period supplies to get access to tampons and pads, period underwear, all the, all the things that they need to manage their period. And so I wanted this book to have a bigger purpose. I wanted to be able to do God's work in a way that, um, you know, just felt like it was aligning with the brand and what I, what I was standing for. So, um, Mm -hmm. just know that if you do purchase a copy, whether it's the ebook or the paperback, you will be helping to change another woman's life. Perfect. Well, I'm just so thankful that you're, you're bringing this to light. You're talking about it and that you like love Jesus at the same time. Like, I feel like there's so many women who could have these stories and, and they're also great, but at the same time to know that, that there's, a passion within you that's coming from such like a holy place. Like, I think it's beautiful. 
And so I thank really you. appreciate it. So thank you so much for sharing everything. It's your vulnerability and your honesty is just like, it's so nice and refreshing. Um, just to hear you talk about things so openly and candidly, it's beautiful. So thank you so much for, for your gift of this book and so excited to read it and it's going to be wonderful. So thank you so much. Oh, it is my pleasure and keep doing what you're doing because we need your, your tips and your feed and your podcast. It's so good. It's touching so many people's lives. Awesome. Thanks so much, Karen. Hey friends, thank you so much for hanging out with us as we dive deeper into meaningful, godly intimacy, tackle the hard questions and embrace truth while we're at it. We're also on Instagram at Kingdom Sexuality. You'll find our Instagram handle below in the show notes. We will also see any other resource links we may have mentioned in today's episode. As always, our hearts are to cultivate deep community and freedom with you guys. And we cannot wait to continue this journey alongside you. We'll see you in the next episode.